This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And I'm live in Canton, Ohio, the scene of the Pro Football Hall of Fame for Hall of Fame weekend. Very excited about that. It's all being brought to you by MauiJellyFactory.com. Check them out online today. Uh, You know, Las Vegas, we are the ninth island. That's right. We're the ninth island. So you might as well bring a little bit of Maui into your life. You want some spice in your life? Hawaiian pepper jelly. You want want some lava flow syrup? If you've ever uh, had the drink, as they say, you know what's up. Those are just a couple of the flavors, but they have so many. Hold on, Q. We got to go to break. We'll be right back on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. And welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Sorry about those uh, technical difficulties. Sometimes those technical difficulties happen, but a uh, demand good catch right there. I appreciate you cleaning that up for us. And uh, I'll tell you about our great sponsor, Maui Jelly Factory at MauiJellyFactory.com in just a few minutes. But let's go out real quick to the Raider Nation listener line to a very patient gangster Raider. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man? What's happening, man? Hey, I don't know if y'all can know it or not, but I could hear y'all during the break and y'all conversation had me dying. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I want to say it is like a way of life being a Raider um, fan. And I got a T-shirt that um, has that same slogan on the front. It said there are 31 teams in the NFL, and on the back it says, then they're the Raiders. And I'm going to tell you how deep it is. I was broke down on the side of the freeway on the way to um, Phoenix. I was on my way back from Phoenix to L.A., and I'm broke down on the side of the freeway, and it was almost about, get like, almost dusk. You know what I'm saying? And it was hot as hell. It was still, like, over 112 degrees, and it was almost dusk. And I'm thinking, like, dang, what I'm going to do? And um, a car went by, then it backed up. And then it, um, it said, you a Raider fan for real? Because I had on a Raider hat. I'm like, yeah. He said, you need help? I'm like, yeah. And then um, five essays hopped out, helped me get my own truck to get, get back on the road to L.A., all because I was a Raider fan. You know what I'm saying? That's how deep it is. It's a way of life. You know what I'm saying? And what I want to talk about is uh, my Wilson memories. And I remember, like you, when Wilson came back, I didn't believe it at first because I had heard rumors that Wilson was going to come back. And I'm like, nah, he's not going to come back because I remember when Nandi Asawa was a free agent, he told him not to come back to the Raiders. So I'm thinking it was Cap that he was coming back to the Raiders. So when they um, was outside the facility and he started walking up, I'm like, well, I can't believe it. Wilson really coming back to the Raiders. And my other memory is because I was at the game in Oakland when he got the two interceptions against Peyton Manning. I was there yeah. at the game. I, I wasn't in the black hole end zone. I was in the other end zone, the silver um, the silver hole end zone. And he picked them off twice. And I remember right before the first one, I said, I feel a turnover coming. I feel a turnover coming. And then when he got the pick, the whole row said, yeah, you called it. You called it. Call another one. Call something else. And even though we lost that game, I still feel good because, you know, I, I was with there to witness – um. Charles Woodson not only picked Peyton Manning his first time, but got two picks in the same game off Peyton. 
You know what I'm saying? So I just want to say that, you know, I'm gone, though. Yeah, no, that was a good one. And uh, I remember that was in November. That was around his birthday. And he said that that's what he wanted for his birthday. Uh, his birthday gift was intercept Peyton Manning. And he got them. He got them twice in that game. So a good one, Gangster Raider. I appreciate that. That call uh, coming up. Let's see. It's 310. Uh, tomorrow, let's go ahead and jump into cover three. Let's go ahead and get cover three NFL news and notes today. Got a couple things I want to hit real quick. It's time for Q's Cover 3, NFL news and notes of the day, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Josh Allen, Bills quarterback Josh Allen, he got what the kids call the bag. He got hooked up today with a six-year contract extension, got him going through 2027. He gets a six-year deal worth $258 million dollars including 150 million dollars guaranteed his new deal will average 43 million a year so remember Dak prescott just signed his deal and it was about 40 million a year and everybody oh that's a lot of money man that's a ton of money well josh allen just trumped that and well lamar jackson's coming down the pipeline baker mayfield's coming down the pipeline there's other quarterbacks that'll be rolling down the pipeline looking for contract extensions they're going to get the bag as well but uh, Josh Allen, he is the day, the guy today. He gets hooked up with the six-year, $258 million deal. And the thing about Josh Allen, he's continued to improve each and every year in the league. His rookie year, he had 12 interceptions and just 10 touchdown passes, played in 11 games or had 11 starts. Uh, then his next year, in 2019, he had 20 touchdown passes and nine interceptions. And uh, then last year, 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions and was an MVP candidate. So, uh, yeah, he's completely, uh, you know, been, been that guy. He's, he's completely worked his tail off each and every year and he's gotten better and better and better. And so you see it, it pays off. It pays off in a major way. Uh, he gets the bag, uh, gets the new deal worth $150 million in guaranteed money. So now who's the next guy up Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. And what do they get? Because I think that Josh Allen is, um, I think he's a better quarterback than both those guys. Obviously, Lamar Jackson is more dynamic and he can do way more more things because he can he can run for a thousand yards if he wants to. But as far as just pure passer and just pure quarterback arm talent, Josh Allen's better than both those guys, in my opinion. So I'm interested to see what they're going to get. But when they see that money that that Josh Allen just got and that guaranteed money, they're going to want that same bag. Of course, man. I mean, it's 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 incredible. It's incredible to like that much guarantee. I'll be honest. I'll, I'm sounding a little dejected because I used to think he was a fraud. <laughs> used to think a he lot was of a fraud. Did. I was like, I don't believe it. Even like last season, after the like he got off to a nice little start, and I was like, I still don't believe it. Wait till the second half of the season come. He gonna he gonna turn back to the same old Josh Allen we all know. He didn't do well, it. He didn't no. do it. No, he's improved I every was wrong. year. Yeah. And I mean, he came from a small school. He went to you know community college back in. Uh, matter of fact, in the five five nine, he went to was it was it Sanger? Was it Sanger? No, Reedley. He went to Reedley College there in uh, in the five five nine, and then he ended up in Wyoming, and and uh, now he's in the league and he's doing some big things and just got the big deal. And it's funny because that happens earlier today, and then the Ravens activate Lamar Jackson off the uh, COVID nineteen reserve list. So Lamar was like, "Well, he got the bag. I'm." I got to get off this COVID list. I got to get back out there. I got to get to work because it's my time next. So <laughs> Lamar Jackson, and I, I say that joking, but uh, I know the COVID-19 reserve list is not a joking matter. Uh, so don't get mad. Uh, Lamar Jackson is activated off that. So good for him. He's back out there for the the Ravens, and he'll most likely be ready for the Raiders week one, uh, uh, September 13th at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, Brian Flores, 
Dolphins coach. He came out today and said he does not want to trade Xavier Howard. And I know we've had multiple people uh, call in to Raider Nation Radio 920 and say that that uh, they want to make the, the they want the Raiders to make a move for Xavier Howard. Brian Flores, the Dolphins head coach, is saying that he does not want to trade him. We don't want to trade X. Write that down. Those are his exact words. He's a very good player. He's a very big part of this team. We don't want to trade him. Talks are progressing. You can take that for however you want to take that. But there you go. You heard it from the horse's mouth right there. Brian Flores does not want to move on from Xavier Howard, does not want to trade him. Uh, X, the reason why he's angry and wants to trade is because he wants more money. He's no longer the highest paid defensive back uh, in the league. He's no longer the highest paid defensive back on his team. And that's so he what wants seems. to get paid. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's seems. the biggest thing. That's the biggest also, thing. He's Byron come Jones. out and said it. Right. Byron Jones, who only has, I believe, one career interception, makes way more money than Xavier Howard, who led the league in interceptions last year with 10. So that's that's his argument for the the trade me or pay me type stat, status because uh, they, they gave all that money to Byron Jones coming over from the Cowboys as a free agent. Uh, the Titans, they activated linebacker Bud Dupree today. Uh, he, he came over. He had a, a knee injury last season when he was with the Steelers. They still signed him to a pretty – Big free agent deal. And when I say a pretty big free agent deal, five years, $82.5 million contract coming off of an ACL tear. And I kind of shook my head and scratched my head thinking, why would you sign him to that kind of a deal knowing he's coming off an ACL tear in December, early December? But they did, and uh, he's been activated from the, the the pub list, so he should be back in, uh, in training camp and practicing with the Titans pretty soon. And uh, the Titans, they really need to make that defense better, man. They're a really good team. That division looks very winnable. The Texans are a mess. The Jaguars have a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. And then you got the Colts, who they're so banged up. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with them. Carson Wentz going to be out 5 to 12 weeks. Huge window, but that's what it is. And then Quentin Nelson, their, their all-pro guard, he's going to be out 5 to 12 weeks with the same injury. I don't even know how that happens. But he yeah. had the same injury. As Carson you hate to Wentz. see it, but it's looking like a lock for those Titans. Am I right? Am I right? Come on, it's looking like a lock for them. I mean, look, Demond, if you want to win in August, yeah. I mean, it looks good on paper, but you got to go out there and win. How many times have the Raiders, how many times have the Washington football team, how many times have the Cowboys won in August, won in training camp, won on paper because they went out and did some good things in free agency and then didn't do squat when it came to the regular season. So, I mean, if you want to, if you want to take your dubs right now, that's cool. But if I was you, I would just go ahead and let the rest of that division look like it's going to be a mess because that's what it is. Yeah, and uh-huh. And then, and then hope that the Titans do handle their business, do what they're supposed to do. And like Trey Wingo said at the beginning of the show, cross your fingers and hope that there's no injuries there. And and because we all know, man, as far as as far as the NFL goes and as far as football goes in general, you're always one play away. And I'm looking up at the TV screen right now, and Derrick Henry is breaking off some really big runs there in a Titans training camp. So I mean, there's there's a lot to like about Tennessee. I'm not gonna lie about that. I'm not trying to bring you down. There's a ton to like about Tennessee, but. They've got to go out there and, and execute, and they've got to go out there and handle their business because, again, as I mentioned uh, multiple times, but I talked to John McClain yesterday and said, it feels to me like it's the Titans' division to take. They just got to go do it. And they will. I mean, the the Super Bowl should have been a, a wrap. I mean, excuse me. No, I'm kidding. But for Titans fans, their Super Bowl was when Julio got signed or, you know, when they traded for him. So, I mean, now with all this, all this injury news and the weak division, they're on cloud nine. 
Speaking I mean, from- again, yeah, they, they should be. Everything is, is, is trending in their right direction for them. But again, you just got to make sure that they're going to go out there and handle their business. And my final uh, piece of news for Cover 3 NFL News and Notes of the Day, we like to do it on the daily about 3 o'clock. Uh, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for the Vikings. He came down really hard today on his shoulder. He's got a, a AC sprain. They think he's going to be fine. They say he's going to be fine, but they're going to be cautious with it because Justin Jefferson was an absolute monster as a rookie for the Vikings last season, uh, led all rookies in receiving and receiving yards. And, I mean, again, just an absolute monster coming out of LSU. They need him. They want him to be 100% healthy, so they're going to take it real easy with him. They're going to treat him with kid gloves, and they're going to move on from there. And so, uh, yeah, Justin Jefferson looks like he avoided major injury, but they're still going to be cautious with him. And, and again, that's what Trey Wingo was talking about. Like, that's what you got to be careful with when it comes to preseason games or even training camp. You want the majority of your guys to get out there healthy because, man, if they don't, then all of a sudden that whole season could get derailed quick, fast, and in a hurry. Now let's get to this hotel story, man. <laughs> All right, the hotel story. 319 is the time. When we come back, I'll tell you how I ended up in my second hotel. I'll tell you about all my adventures I've had, why I'm still wearing the same clothes that I was yesterday. I have not taken a shower. I have not slept. I haven't even had anything to eat. I'll tell all that. I'll tell it next. It's Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. And we're back here on Unnecessary Roughness Hall of Fame weekend. Canton, Ohio is the location I'm at right now, sitting in my hotel room. I'm not on Radio Row. Radio Row actually closed down at 4 p.m. Eastern time, which is actually before my show even gets started. My show gets started at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And so uh, the people there said, oh, you do know it's going to close at 4, right? And I said, no, it's not going to close at 4. I, I got a radio show to do. I don't get, I'm not going to get out of here till you know, about 7 o'clock, uh, you know, local time. And they said, oh, no, my brother. Yeah, yeah we're going to close this thing down at 4 p.m. So if you're still in here, you ain't going to be able to get out. And I don't know how they're really going to lock me in. Maybe they're going to do it like an old school, uh, the junior high thing that they used to do, the little lock-ins where they had the kids all come and hang out and, Kind of lock you. I guess that's what they're going to try to do. But I have uh, never I heard of that. You've never heard of a lock in? They lock kids in school? Nah, nah. That, no, it was, it was like no, not in school, like in class, big dummy. It was like you know, in in like a, a not a dance setting, but just it was a it was like a late night. It's a safe place for kids to hang out. It was like they were over there overnight. You you never did that, man. I ain't never heard of that. I'm glad they got rid of those because stay in the school now. It was fun. No, it was fun. Kids wanted to do it. It wasn't sitting there in math class. It was. But, sitting I mean, there. even that. So, all oh, we hanging out. But what if it's like midnight and it's like, all right, Mister Johnson, I kind of want to go home. And then it's like, nah, man, you got to stay here the whole night. The whole night. Yeah, you, you stay. Yeah, you stay there the whole night. It's it's, it's called a lock in. Nah, I ain't never heard of that one. Oh man, you're really a new booty. But all right, let me <laughs> get back to my story, man. So anyway. So I decided to pack up my stuff. I saw my boy Steve Foster from ESPN San Antonio, and I told him, he said, where are you going to do the show from? Uh, You got a room? I said, yeah, I got a hotel room. It's all good. And he said, "Uh, oh, okay, well, uh, I'm in. And what town did he say he's in? Let me look at what this is real quick. Uh, I forget what town this is. But anyway, he said he was in this town. I said, oh, yeah, I'm in the same town, too. And he said, oh, okay, well, what's what's the hotel? And I said, "Uh, Oyo. Oh, Wadsworth. That's where I'm at right now. Oyo Hotel Wadsworth. And I want to put them out there because I'll tell you what, there was no Oyo and there was no hotel. I got to this place and I followed my GPS there, right? Just like I've described multiple times. I followed the GPS there uh, to a T. 
and I'm rolling and the neighborhood looks pretty cool. And then all of a sudden it doesn't look pretty cool. I turn, it says, turn right, your destination's on the right. And I turn and I said, where? Where's my destination? Because all I saw was something that looked similar to uh, almost an outhouse. And I thought, um, okay, the GPS must be wrong. So I drove past it and realized that it, it was really like a little village. And I don't know if you've ever stayed at one of those hotels, Damon, where you can like rent it by the week and it's like $26 a night or something really, really inexpensive like that. And it's just for people that, that stay there long term and it's really cheap and it's probably not the best as far as safety goes it's probably not the best place at all well that's exactly what that place was i rolled in there and realized what in the world is this and this was not what the description was online when i booked it (laughs) it was not the picture there was no way and i didn't go into this place at all i did not go into the room there was absolutely no way that any of those rooms at this place looked like what i booked online There's no way, no way it's impossible that that was one of the places. It just couldn't be. So I'm curious. And, oh, by the way, the police were outside. So that was already my first sign that something was going on. There was also a guy that was parked sideways where it says check in. He was parked, like, taking up, like, three spots. So I get out of the car, and I look at him, and he's putting some dip in his mouth. And I go, what in the world is this? That was my exact words. And he looked at me. Like I, like I had slapped his mom or something. He looked at me like I was the most disrespectful dude in the world. And he didn't say a word. He just kept putting his dip in his mouth. And I said, what is this? And he never, he still, I said it three times and he never said a word to me. So I said, okay, well, clearly he's mute. So <laughs> I don't know what was going on with him, but he never responded to me. He got in his car and drove off, but the police were there. So, you know, whatever. I walk inside and there's this lady that is yelling at the lady behind the counter, I'm not staying here. I'm not staying here. I'm not staying here. She's not saying why she's not staying here, but she said, I'm not staying here. Make sure you cancel my, uh, my booking. And the lady says, Oh yeah, I put on here that you canceled it. You don't want to, you don't want it. She's like, I want my money. And she's like, Oh, we haven't, we haven't charged you. You know, it's just, you, you held the room, but it's, you're not getting charged. You haven't been charged for it anyway. And she said, I'm not staying here. And then she stormed out. So then I walk up to the counter, trying to be a nice, cool, calm, cool, collective young man. I say, what's going on? <laughs> what, what's the problem? And she doesn't say a word to me. And I said, hey, what's, what's going on? What's, what's, what's happening here? What, what, what is this place? Is this the place that, and I said, is this the Oyo? And she just kind of shook her head. And I said, what, what place is this? And she didn't say what the, she never told me what the name of this place was. And I said, well, how did this place end up the place that was online? And she said, I don't know what you saw online. <laughs> and I said, I saw the Oyo. And she goes, I, 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 again, I don't know what you saw online. And I said, well, what was that lady mad about? And she didn't answer me. And then simultaneously, while I'm talking to this lady, I'm trying to be kind of calm, cool, and collected, but she's beating around the bush and it's kind of making me angry. All of a sudden, I hear ladies start yelling outside. The lady who had just left and had yelled at her and told her she wasn't staying there had ran into two other ladies that were on the phone saying, I'm not staying here. What the hell is this? And so they start coming together like butt cheeks and they're all yelling with each other, but they're not yelling at each other, but they're yelling because they're angry at this place because this is not the place that they booked we're online. We're not staying here. We're not staying right. Here. Which is the same thing that I was saying. Like, this is not the place that I booked online. And so... There was this guy that had about three teeth outside that was kind of just laughing 
So he's probably like the ringleader. He's probably like the catfish king or something. And he's been getting everyone online to think that this is a really good place to stay when it's indeed it's not. And it looked like a scene from Cops. You know, if you ever turn on Cops and the TV's a little grainy, you know, it looks a little old and dingy. And you see some guy with a, a tore up, uh, you know, we called them wife beaters back in the day, but I don't think that's politically correct anymore. So, you know, the, the, the A shirts, I guess that's what you call them, the tank tops. And, and it's ripped. And it's got multiple holes in it. That looked like that's who should have been coming out of that place. It was all bad. So the ladies tell me, I'm not staying here. Did you book your place online? And I said, yeah. And they said, yeah. They're, they're, I don't know where they're getting these pictures from, but this ain't no Oyo. And this is supposed to be the Oyo. And so they're angry. And they're, they're on the phone with someone. They're screaming and yelling. And so I was like, well, I'm not staying here. So I rolled out. But at the same time, Damon, I know that I got to get on the radio. I got a show and I got to be on the air at 5 p.m. Eastern time so I could be on, you know, w- with you at, at two in Las Vegas. So I'm looking at the time and I'm starting to sweat it because I'm thinking, wait a minute, if I can't go here and do a show, where am I going to do the show from? So now I'm starting to, you know, starting to get a little nervous. So I get on the phone and I start Googling, you know, hotels near me and all these hotels come up. Every one of them is sold out, dog. The whole city of Wadsworth is sold out. Nothing. And it's, it's Hall of Fame weekend. What do you expect? So I finally, I don't know how I came up with the place I'm at now, but I get this name and I call and this, this lady answers. And I said, look, just, just tell me you have a room. And she's like, what kind of room are you looking for? I said, I don't care. It could be a closet for all I care. As long as you have Wi-Fi, I'm fine. And, and uh, something that looks like a bed, it's cool. And so she said, well, I got a, I got a room with two queen beds. I was like, I don't care if I got eight rooms in it or eight beds in it. It's fine. I just need a room. And so, of course, they gouged me on the price. So I'm paying more for one night here than I was going to pay all weekend at that other place, which for good reason, obviously. And this place ain't the Taj Mahal. Let's not get it. You know, let's not get it twisted. This is not somewhere that you want to take a date or something or you want to impress your, you know, your significant other. Oh, honey, we're going to go out of town. We're going to stay here. It's, it's not that, but it's a lot better than the place I was going to stay at. But it's costing me a lot more than, <laughs> than that place was as well. So. Uh, yeah, words to self. Don't stay at the Oyo Hotel. And you can Google it. Please do. Anyone listening, anyone who thinks I might be making something up, Google Oyo Hotel Wadsworth, Ohio, I-76. Google it and just see what kind of pictures you come up with and trust and believe there is not one bedroom that looks like what you see online. Not one. And so that's where I'm at. And on top of that, I'm still in the same clothes because I worked all night after I got off work yesterday and I was you know, communicating back and forth with you, Damon, trying to, you know, hook up this show for today. And I worked all the way up to the time where I had to go to the airport. So I said, well, that's cool. I'll just, you know, go to the airport. I'll get to my hotel room and then I'll go and I'll, uh, I'll go check in and I'll take a shower and change and all that. Well, I called that OYO and that should have been my first sign. I called them all morning trying to get an early check-in and it kept going to some kind of voicemail or answering service. That should have been my first sign, but I had so many other things going on, trying to pick up my credential, trying to get my car trying to find where I was going to do the show from. I had so much going on, walking around the stadium. Yeah. So the flight was great until I drooled on my mask, and then I couldn't sleep anymore. But the the flight was – usually the flight's my issue. It's been everything after the flight. So if we learned anything from this lesson, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever going to Ohio, don't go to the Oyo Hotel in Wadsworth. Did you Google it? Did you Google it, Damon? No, I did not Google it, but uh, Q, sounds like you're just not a man of the common people. 
you know, common. You got a it's little, you went about a little that neck of the part of town and you place. couldn't handle it. Hasta Diddy Radio, man, couldn't no. handle one night of roughing it. No, that's not roughing it. That is not roughing it. Did you want? No, I would have ended up in a body bag. I called a place and they said, no, we don't have any places, but I would not stay where you were staying. That's what they told me. I would not stay there. If you have to, at the very end of the day, maybe. But if you have any options, take option B. I would have embraced it. I would have said, you know what? Take out the mattress while you're at it. Oh, there probably wasn't a mattress. <laughs> and if it did, it probably had a hypodermic needle in it. I mean, that's what you're going to get. You were going to come away with some kind of disease. And you were going to come away with some kind of some some rash or something. Like, I was, there was no way I was going to even think about spending the night there. You can call me what you want to. I wasn't doing it. Promise you. Again, Google it. 3.32 is the time. When we come back, Heidi Fang, she's doing it real big. She was out there at the Henderson facilities today to watch the Raiders as they got back to action practice as they had Thursday off. We'll talk to her about what she saw, uh, what Gerald McCoy looked like, and uh, I'll also talk to her about Bo Scarborough coming into the fold now in the running back room. We'll do that next. It's Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. DeMond backs up and says that Trent Brown's his boy, and I think you said that, what, three times? Never, never said he was my boy. You definitely said my boy. You definitely said my boy. My boy. I give it to you. You Welcome got me back there. to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Still looking at some pictures right now from that hotel. <laughs> got a tweet. That hotel sounds like something from Keepers Creepers. I think they meant Jeepers Creepers. Got a tweet from Motor City Raider. Bruh, that place looks like trash. <laughs> Raider Nation Radio needs to square you up better than that. That's from Motor City Raider. You ain't lying. No, Steven don't Lyon. listen to him, audience. I, he sent me the pictures. This looks like a five-star place. It I does mean. not. <laughs> Steven Lyon did say on Twitter, well, it says it's a two-star hotel. That's a no-star hotel, brother. That is a no-star hotel. That place is awful. I guess we just built different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you can have that. You can have that life. I'm not trying to prove a point at all. I have nothing to prove at all. I enjoy my life. <laughs> I enjoy living in that place. You're not guaranteed to wake up the next morning. But I do enjoy talking to Heidi Fang, who does the, the morning tailgate with, uh, with Clay Baker every morning on Raider Nation Radio 920. She's part of the rotation. Her, Hondo, Pritch, they all do a really good job on the morning tailgate. And so let's go to her right now and talk about what she saw out at training camp this morning as I was not able to be there. And it's been a lot of fun being there each and every day. But since I was making the trip to Canton, Ohio, couldn't be in two places at one time. But Heidi was out there. And Heidi, I do appreciate you uh, hopping on with us this uh, this afternoon to talk about what you saw out there and, and training camp. And let's start with Gerald McCoy. I, I saw some video of him actually doing some teaching with Solomon Thomas just to start things off. I mean, he was he was already teaching. He's only been there a day. What did you see from Gerald McCoy out there? Digging straight in. Look conditioned, look like he understood all the drills pretty easily. You know, he's a vet. It's, like, amazing to see that the guys are already gravitating towards him. And he kind of brings a presence that I haven't yet seen on that Raiders defense. The way that he was talking to the guys, the way guys were approaching him. It was not just uh, Solomon, but also NASA was on him. Of course, they go back to their Tampa Bay days, you know. And you see these guys just asking him stuff, picking his brain, trying to get as much information out of him as they can in the first day. So it was amazing to see those, those D-line guys fired up over it. 
Yeah, it, it was. And like I said, I was able to see some videos and see some pictures from practice. And, of course, it's only a very limited amount. But, I mean, he looked like he was very quick. He's coming off of an injury where he ruptured his quad just a year ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really, especially for the price that the Raiders paid, which is not a lot of money, he really looks like he could be a steal if he if he really pans out. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, all kinds of value. I mean, on a day where you see Josh Allen get the contract that he did, you, right. know, you feel like, you know, there should be a little more love shown to McCoy based on his six-time Pro Bowl resume. But I feel like at the same time, you know, you can't really give that kind of value to somebody who had, like you said, the uh, the ruptured quad. He's had tendonitis. He has that kind of issue that he deals with constantly. So you don't know if you're going to have the longevity out of him for the season. And you don't know, like, yet about his durability. But from what I saw in flashes today, he looked like he hasn't missed a beat. So that is kind of, uh, op- you know, an optimistic review of what I saw. But uh, I think that he looks like he's ready to go. Talking right now with my teammate from uh, Raider Nation Radio 920, Heidi Fang, also does uh, Las Vegas Review Journal, does a great job there covering the Raiders and the rest of the NFL like a glove. And and Heidi, I, w- I was interested to see, and of course I wasn't able to, but I was interested to see how the Raiders look today coming off of day off. Because on Monday, uh, they came back after being off on Sunday, and they just kind of looked like they were a little slow. You know, it was the first day they had had off in, in training camp. So what was the the reaction? Did you did you see, did it look like they were still kind of upbeat and up-tempo, or, or did it look like they had had a day off? Yeah, okay, first, I, I was going to say my reaction is to all the Oyo talk. I was listening to, <laughs> I was listening to you're okay. And because you're way over there, I got to tell you this. You missed a great day of practice. Like, I'm not even playing. This is probably the best day that I've seen from these guys wow. Like in the entire camp. And they had red zone drills going on. They were putting guys in pairing. So, like, you know, we saw Keyshawn Nixon against Foster Moreau. Um, we were able to see some of the uh, cornerbacks and wide receivers go up against each other. There were fights. Yes, yeah, like, I saw uh, that. You know, Jones Smith, Jones Smith uh, got in a little bit of an altercation. But it was quickly broken up. So, you know, no harm, no foul is how things get when you all full pads and, you know, it's 110 right. degrees outside at 9 a.m. So that happens. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It does. It does. And I, I saw that little yeah. note as well that there was a little bit of a, a quick little skirmish. And that's OK. That just means that guys are ready to hit somebody that's not their 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 teammate and, and hit somebody that has a different jersey on. And and that's going to happen next week. You know, we'll see that uh, at, at the first preseason game against the Seahawks at Legion Stadium on the 14th. That's something to look forward to. Uh, as far as just the rest of the defense, I mean, you mentioned the one-on-one drills, but uh, how does the defense kind of look? How does that rotation on that defensive line? Uh, do you think that Solomon Thomas maybe played a little bit better today? You know, uh, I, I'll be honest. I didn't get as much look today on the defensive line as I wanted to because um, they were running all these, like, 11-on-11, so I was kind mm. of focused in on that more so than what was going on on the other side of the field. But, I mean, they were bringing right. guys in to rotate, so I was able to see some of that. But what I saw was that um, primarily I always want to go here because the secondary, um, you know, Milas had some moments where he was, like, really proud today of some of the past breakups. You saw that. You saw that also the linebackers are looking really hungry. So the D-line uh, – I, I, I had a little ADD, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was really focused <laughs> in on what was happening with these wide receiver and cornerback battles. So, I mean, I got to see, I was really focused in on McCoy a lot today, just kind of keeping my eye on him, trying to watch how he looked and see what he was doing. And he looked great, like I said. 
NASA both today did come out and speak with the media. And it looks yeah. like, I honestly feel like, you know, there's some kind of relationship there with he and McCoy from the past because it looked like he had an extra pep in his step on the field today. So that is one note that I had to take away on was with um, McCoy and NASA. They go back, they talk to each other, he go back, do a drill. So it, and it, and after talking with McCoy, it looked like he was more fired up. It looked like he had more spunk in his head. So I asked him today about that. And he was like, that's my boy. I'm happy to be with him, working back with him. So, you know, it's great to see that that leadership role that you kind of expect from a guy that's a six-time pro bowler is already establishing itself with the guys and having an impact. You know, one of the pressers that I saw, because uh, I, I was in between doing things, and so I was trying to check in on the media sessions, and you mentioned NASA, I watched that whole one, but I also watched Foster Moreau, his whole media session, and I'll tell you, uh, there's been a lot of conversation about, you know, Jason Witten on the team last year, and that took away snaps from Foster Moreau, and uh, he must not have liked that, but it was completely opposite. I mean, he was almost sounding like he was a kid in a candy store watching his his guy, his idol that he grew up, uh, you know, just kind of idolizing and Jason Witten, uh, you know, be there in front of him. So what was your biggest takeaways from Foster Moreau when he was speaking to you guys this afternoon? Well, there were a few things. And the first thing was that there was also a media room altercation over rock, paper, scissors that Foster <laughs> Moreau orchestrated of who was going to ask him the next question. There were two guys nice. going at it. One is our... Uh, Vinny Bonsignor on Radio right. Nation Radio Family. So he was trying to ask, and another guy, Levi Damien, was trying to ask, and so they had to rock, paper, scissors for it. And Vinny went with paper. Never go paper first, as far as I'm concerned. It's either right. got to be rock or scissors, but <laughs> that's all good. But, you know, Foster had that moment. There was also, like you said, where he's talking about Witten, and he said this guy was the Mount Rushmore of tight ends. And, you know, just to be able to have that time, and you have to remember, you know, he was injured a lot last year and trying to rehab and come back from that. So in that time that he had to really sit back and watch, he was able to soak in so much information. And I think that's so important for a guy like Foster, who is a good prospect at LSU, who's coming into his own. And this year there's going to be a lot of focus on him. Can he block? Can he get in the red zone? How efficient is he in, like, you know, the uh, 12 type sets or 13 personnel type sets? Is he going to be effective there to also take some weight off? Darren Waller and those type of, you know, 12 personnel situations. So I think it was really cool to be able to see him talk about his mentor and have such a high regard for him and what he was able to take away from him. So, yeah, lots of big takeaways. And it seems like he's really healthy as far as uh, questions went with that. Like, he's really got himself together, and he's ready to have an explosive season. Yeah, he. I was very impressed. I mean, I was I was checking in, like I said, on the media sessions, and I couldn't stop watching his because it just seemed like he was so – uh, just captivating, you know. He just really drew the attention and, and really took time in his answers. And and I know he he had answered uh, that one about Jason Witten to Tashawn, and he you know called him by name multiple times, like well Tashawn this and well Tashawn that. And I was like, man, <laughs> yeah. that's really some good detail right there. So I thought that that was a heck of a a little uh, you know media session with him. But you mentioned Darren Waller, three days now, three practices, yeah. and really four days because they had a day off yesterday. But three practices in a row, no Darren Waller. Uh, any reason for concern yet, or just just a little bit, maybe a little yeah. little nick and bruise here or there. You know, when I first saw the second day, I was like, you know, he could be working with the trainer. Maybe he, like you said, nicked something up and it's minor. Um, that seems to be the sentiment amongst the other players. I know uh, they had asked Brian Edwards about his condition, and Brian Edwards said, well, I'm going to be getting more reps because, you know, he might be out for a little while. So that was the most concerning comment that I've heard so far. But... Um, 
it's just it's tough to figure out what's going on with him. I wish there was some kind of note I had on that, right. like to really update it, but I don't. All I know is at this point, like you said, three days and was not on the practice field. So you have to start wondering, is it something more serious, uh, especially if this lingers on into the weekend because we have Saturday and Sunday practices. Right, exactly. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, I, I think what John Gruden talks tomorrow. Is that is that correct? Yeah. OK, well, it there you go. So, Gruden day. I, I know somebody I know somebody will ask him the, the question about Darren <laughs> Waller and, and his return. And uh, I know Vinny just put out on Twitter that uh, he's hearing that soon. Uh, that it'll be Darren Waller will return to uh, to the field for the Raiders. So that's that's good. I've had multiple people hit me up, and I keep telling them I'm here in Canton, almost at the Oyo. So I don't know <laughs> if you go to the Oyo, you'll never be out on the field again. Don't ever go to the Oyo. Unbelievable! What an <laughs> awful what a what an awful experience, Heidi. I couldn't begin to tell you about the awful experience. I mean, I could, but it would just take too long. I just oh man, I'm telling you, I, I saved myself. Feet. <laughs> right, man. I'm telling you, I need to go and uh, I need to go bathe in uh, in some some uh, sanitizer to make sure I'm still all good. You know, it's just oh man, it <laughs> is it do, is all by a black light. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. There's definitely some something that I don't want to uh, be any part of. So <laughs> good stuff, Heidi. I, I definitely appreciate you. I, I knew you were out there uh, covering the practice like a glove. Uh, was there anything else that stood out to you? Oh, I did want to ask you before I let you go about Bo sure. Scarborough. Yeah. Uh, they, they signed him today. Jalen Richard, he's out with a foot injury. Uh, do you think he has an opportunity to stick around the team, or do you think he's just a, a, a camp body until Jalen returns? We'll see, man. I mean, he came out of the SEC pretty strong, right? So you have to think, like, maybe he's still got some juice. Uh, I know they're going to have to look for more depth, for sure, with especially Richard out. And you have to think about where he can fit in. I really want to see how he comes into this camp and um, can, you know, maybe light some things up. So, yeah, I mean, Bo Scarborough was just announced, like, what, about an hour and a half or so ago. And uh, I think that, well, I don't know, we'll see what it means. I mean, as a cowboy, he came out, he had some moves, you know, but he's bounced around a lot. Like, he's been with Jacksonville yeah. and um, the Lions and Seahawks. So, I don't know, you know, how much of flash he's got in him. But you could definitely be somebody that contends, like, as, as a third or fourth piece on depth, yeah. And how, how concerned are you as far as Jalen Richard goes? He was out with COVID-19. He was on the reserve list. And when he comes back, wait, basically he's out there one, maybe two days max. And then all of a sudden he's mm-hmm. down with a foot injury. He's going to miss a couple of weeks at least. Um, I'm, yeah. We all know John Gruden wants guys that are available. And so far in training camp, he really hasn't been available. No, not available. And we know like a lot of people have talked about the price tag that he comes with this year. So if I'm yep. Jalen Richard, I'm thinking, oh, man, I better get back and get healthy as quick as possible because there's going to be some other cats trying to step up for my spot. It's just one of those things that you look at and you say, wow, um, you know, is he going to even make this roster at this point? I mean, right. I'm pretty sure if there's somebody that's at a better value that can do the things that Richard does well and is able to mix it up and camp and put up a good show, he might be in jeopardy. So that's something I I think about a lot is that position on the roster for sure. Yeah, I do too. I really do. I've been talking about it for a while, so we'll have to see how that shakes out. But yeah, he just hasn't uh, been available so far in training camp, and that's a major, major thing. Well, Heidi, great job as always. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, You got anything coming out on uh, Vegas Sports Nation that uh, fans should be on the lookout for? Well, I confirmed that I'll be speaking with Tanner Muse uh, this week. So nice. it might be coming out and dropping and keep an eye out for that. 
All right. I like it. I like it. Just don't take them to the oil. All right. Just don't do any of that oh, kind of stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them out of there. Heidi, you don't want to dad abuse. So. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy practice tomorrow and Sunday. And uh, I'll be back out there on Monday or actually on Tuesday with you guys. Awesome. Wait to see you. Can't wait to see you then. All right. Appreciate you. There she goes. Heidi Fang. Uh, Las Vegas Review Journal also uh, does the morning show with Clay Baker, the morning tailgate. It's Clay Baker, Heidi Fang, Hondo Carpenter, and Mike Pritchard. So uh, we all kind of have a nice little rotation there at the morning tailgate. So I definitely appreciate her and all that she does for us and the Las Vegas Review Journal. So, uh, yeah, good stuff from her. Oh, man. I got so many people. Demond hit me up about the Oyo. So many people are hitting me up. I mean, it's ridiculous. You need, to, you need to stop trashing this place. I'm not trashing it. It's already trashed. We need to get Q on the Marriott points plan <laughs> and don't deviate. Just uh, pick your girlfriend, stick with her on the points and, uh, <laughs> and, and you know what I'm saying? Like put a ring on it with the Marriott uh, properties and uh, Marriott points. So, so this way you're, you're working in the right direction. You're not going to ever get that kind of situation, man. And I've been there. I've been there, dude. I've been there. I've, I could have been on a scene of cops. I mean, really, I could have been on the scene of cops. I mean, seriously. You know that you know how you know what guy is guilty in cops, and I told this to Demon, and he thought I was joking. But this is how it is when you watch cops. It's always the the black dude with no shirt on that's running really fast. There's some white that's, shirtless dudes too. That's true. That's <laughs> it's always the guy with no shirt on. Exactly. But every time I watch it, it's usually the brother with no sh- no shirt on. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it's always the guy with no shirt. I swore that there was about to be a guy with no shirt running, and the police were already there waiting for him anyway. They right. were looking at me like, "What are you doing? You look way too good to be here." It's you know the- what I mean, like. It's, it's the shirtless dude and the and the cops that's huffing and puffing, uh, having to take double up, <laughs> double down a little bit. Like you go get him, <laughs> you go chase him. It's your turn. So uh, yeah, you got it. There's I don't you know Demond was like uh, trying to tough it out over here, but he needs to understand that there's some places that you just don't go to and you just no. don't venture into. Um, it's just the way it is. That's 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 the way it is, and you got to be careful. Yes. No, you do. And, and look, I'm in a rental car. I wasn't going to leave the rental car out there. I might have came back and there would have been no tires. So you where, know what I mean, like. Where did we upgrade to? What we have we found a new place? Have we? I'm at I'm at I'm at a place now that's I mean it's not the Taj Mahal, but it's I mean it's a whole hell of a lot better than that place was. I mean at least at least I feel like I could park and I'll be okay. All right, because we need you safe, Q. We need you safe. You know, I'm trying to to tell you, man. Demond's thinking that it's no big deal, but man, I've seen the pictures. I've seen the pictures. Oh, somebody put like they had to put their chair, you know, to brace the door. I don't. I'm not buying it. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. Show Vinny that picture. Yeah. The picture I, that's terrible. That is absolutely <laughs> and that's and there's there's but there's there's like compare and contrast pictures. There's pictures where it looks really good. And they even have a fancy looking swimming pool in the picture. And I saw the real pool. The real pool was look it looked like a pond. It looked like Lake Elizabeth. Yeah, what it was looked, the what was the um those those famous movies back in the day with um, Chevy Chase, the uh, vacation movies where they would Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they would yeah. they would they would think they were going one place, but yes. when they showed up it was entirely different. Now it's 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 a little bit easier to avoid that because, you know, we could go online and get the reviews and get the real deal, get, you know, pictures from actual uh, you know, customers and whatnot. So back in the day it was it was dicey. Man. You you went through like a like a travel agent or whatever, did it on your own, thinking that it was one thing and you show up and you're like, okay, this is not what uh, the brochure looked like at all. Right. There was no way I was staying there. So I, I got out of there yeah. quick, fast, and in a hurry. I was just glad that I found a place before the show started so I could set up and I could actually do the show because I thought I was going to be 
cell phone in it the whole time or something, just riding around looking for a place. There's no places in Canton that are available right now. So the trials uh, yeah. and tribulations of life on the road. Yes, you know it very well. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, this this is our lives, but we love it. We absolutely love it. Well, Vinny, what do you have coming up on your show, man? What's coming up in the huddle? Well, we are uh, definitely going to be tapping into uh, Foster Moreau. Uh, you know, he was on our show uh, earlier in the offseason, and I know Foster ta- haven't talked to him uh, a few times in 2019, and he's kind of that cat. You know what I'm saying? Like what you yeah. saw, that's who he is. Um, and there's, you know, more and more, like somebody asked me, hey, you know, is this sort of how it is right now with the right? They're starting to see these guys like Zay Jones and Foster Moreau, um, uh, you know, some of the um, uh, Kenyon Drake, guys who are yeah. articulate, guys who uh, put perspective on things. And, and you know, it kind of goes back, uh, uh, Q, to the mandate that John Gruden and Mike Mayock were talking about culture, character, um, you know, building with good people. We'll see if it happens on the field, but I've seen a changeover in regards to that. Uh, you know, in the last just a couple of years that I've been here, uh, so that and that usually bodes well. We'll see if it works out on the field, but there's more and more guys like that, and Foster Moreau is certainly one of the more unique guys uh, on, on this team. Absolutely, I thought Zay Jones did a really good job as well today. Uh, that's it for me, uh, live from Canton, Ohio. In the huddles coming up next, Vinny Bonsignor, four to six p.m. I will be back tomorrow though, noon to two. Special edition of Unnecessary Roughness, the Hall of Fame edition. I already got Van McElroy lined up to be on the show. We'll have much more coming up tomorrow, noon to 2, right here on Raider Nation Radio 920.